Easter has come and gone, but what does that mean for us as believers? In today's episode, we talk about what happens post-resurrection and why that matters so much for us as Christians. You're listening to the Girlfriends in the Word podcast. I'm your host, Natalia Drum. This podcast is designed to dive into scripture through systematic study in books of the Bible. Through cultural conversations with women today or on specific topical studies so that we can learn what God has to say for our lives. My goal is to equip you to study God's word well and to encourage you in your faith journey as we walk together and become girlfriends in the word. Happy Wednesday, friends. We are wrapping up our Garden to Grave to Glory series as we have walked through the story of Jesus's life as he came as a human to redeem people from sin. We've journeyed through scripture all the way to the cross and beyond. And this past week was Easter and we celebrated the glory of resurrection, which would normally seem like the ending of a series. But I want to take the series one step further than the resurrection because there's more to the story. You see, after Jesus's resurrection, he walked the earth for another 40 days. He taught disciples, he appeared to crowds of people, ate meals, and as Luke describes in his history of the book of Acts, Jesus provided many convincing proofs of his resurrection. Before Jesus ascended into heaven to await the second advent on this earth as judge and king, he gave a specific command to his disciples. In Acts chapter 1 verses 3 through 11, it reads, after his suffering, and which we know to be the crucifixion, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you going at this time to restore the kingdom of Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or dates the father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of all the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking up intently into the sky as he was going when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. Wow, what a passage. Jesus's final conversation with his disciples and he gives a directive. He tells them, you will receive power and you will be my witnesses. The disciples were asking about when Jesus would restore the kingdom and when Israel would come to power. And he says, don't look that way. That's not what I need you to do. I need you to do this. And he tells them, I need you to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Let's not miss this, friend. The glory of the resurrection wasn't just to be experienced by Jesus and witnessed by his disciples. The resurrection story was meant to be shared for all of us to share around the world. It can be easy to think that this command was just given to the disciples who were present. After all, as we study this text in its context, it's clear exactly whom Jesus was speaking to. And it's not that you and I have to start this command by evangelizing in Jerusalem to be obedient to this assignment as modern day believers, but pay attention to the principle that's being taught and worked out in the text. Jesus is physically leaving the earth 
and he's commanding his followers on what they are to do in his absence. Think about this very much like a parallel as to when God places the man and the woman in the garden and he gives them a command for creation. Adam and Eve were to multiply and subdue the earth and the disciples are to be witnesses. And what does a witness do? They tell the story of what they saw, what they experienced, what happened to them. A witness is one who tells their story. Catch what else Jesus says. Before he told them what to do to be witnesses, he told them how they would accomplish it. They were to receive power. And I don't know about you, but so often I fail to do what God calls me to do because I think I have to do it in my own power. I bypass the part of the assignment where he tells me how to do it and I get so focused on what to do. And that's exactly the opposite of what God wants us to do. He wants us to rely on his power. God desires to and is willing and waiting to give us the power for the mission he assigns us. God never leaves his people unable to do what he calls them to do. Jesus told his disciples how they were to accomplish their mission, and he told them what the mission was, but he also tells them where to start and end their mission. They were to begin in Jerusalem, to move towards Judea, into Samaria, and to the ends of the world. Watch the progression, because these aren't just random locations Jesus was picking. It's very intentional. Jerusalem is where they had been, the center stage location of Israel. It's where all the religious things were happening in the temple was. Jesus wanted them to begin right where they were right there in the center of all the activity and frenzy, all the commotion about the resurrection. It's only been 40 days since this has happened. The story is fresh. Then they're to move towards Judea. It's a southern region of Israel, but it's a familiar and highly Jewish area. They're to go where they're comfortable, the people that they know, their family members. It's basically the next circle out. And then he tells them to go to Samaria. Now, this one gets a little tricky because Samaria is neighboring territory, but it's not friendly to these Jewish believers. Jews and Samaritans didn't have a super easy, fun-going relationship with one another. Nevertheless, Jesus includes this place in the assignment. It's the people that these believers would rather not associate with. And catch this. Jesus not only calls them to go to Samaria, to the people that are near, that they wouldn't really want to engage with, Jesus tells them to go further. He pushes them past this, not only to their neighbors, but also towards the end of the earth, toward all of the Gentiles outside of Jewish territory. This gospel message that these disciples are to be preaching and teaching, that they are witnesses of, is for all people. Not just the ones that they're close to, not just the ones that they're comfortable with, but for everybody. All of the people that these Jewish believers haven't engaged with, those are the people that they must witness to, and they must share the gospel with. So what does this mean for us? Well, today as Christians, the principle and teaching Jesus gave those first believers holds true to us today. The resurrection of Christ truly changes everything. We must, as C.S. Lewis states in his writings, do something with the resurrection. We must do something with the claims of Jesus. We can either believe Jesus was a liar, that everything he said about him wasn't true, which is kind of hard because history gives record of it. We can consider him a lunatic. Maybe he was just a crazy man. Also really hard when history has held on to his story for millennium. Or we can in fact declare that he is Lord. And if he is Lord, as I truly hope you believe, then the command to let others know about this resurrection power that lives within us as the Spirit of Christ is very much a real and pressing command 
We must take seriously the command to share the gospel, to be witnesses of what Jesus has done. And we must engage with this in our everyday lives because that's what Jesus called his disciples to do. And as his disciples, we're called to the same thing. So this year, Easter has come and gone. We've put on our pretty floral dresses and our pastel polo shirts, and perhaps we've gathered at church and afterwards for large family meals. But if Easter just comes and goes, and we just celebrate the resurrection without really taking on the commissioning that comes with it, we miss the gospel. So what do we do with it? Well, we do what Jesus said. We rely on the Holy Spirit for power. We witness to others what Jesus has done for us and in us. And we start right where we are, in our homes, in our circle, teaching our families. And as we do that, we move the circle further back. And we witness to our friends, our neighbors, those in our immediate community. And then we move the circle further back. And we witness to those who maybe we know but are less comfortable sharing things with. And then we move the circle even further back until we get to the end of the earth, until everybody in this world hears the gospel message that there is a God who loves them, who desires a relationship with them, sent his son to die for them, and he conquered death and lives for them today. This is the power of the resurrection, that our God takes what is dead and brings life. Our God can't be conquered by death. Our God is alive and powerful. Friend, there is work to do, and God has called you and I to do it, to share his goodness with our world. So this week, that's your challenge. Do it. Share it. Be the witness that God has called us to be. And remember, we never have to accomplish the assignments that God gives us in our own power. God always supplies the power that you need for the work he calls you to do. Until next week, friends. Thank you so much for listening to the Girlfriends in the Word podcast. You can find resources on the website at www.nataliadrum.com, which is where you can connect with me via email, you can download resources, or you can check out the shop for books and tools to grow in your faith. If you want to connect with me on social media, head over to Instagram and find me at the handle at Natalia Drum. 